Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 333. That's a good number. Happy Tuesday. Um, But before we get into today's podcast, I want to give a big shout out to the people over at Dr. Dish. Um, They are the most versatile machine out there. Not only the technology and the ability for your players to use it on their iPhone or iPad or whatever, um, it's just a great thing. And just make sure you mention Coach Unplugged and they'll take really good care of you. I'm sure they're a little tired after the final four, but they'll give you $300 off your next purchase, especially that being in their backyard. They're from Minneapolis. Okay, next, let's go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. The one-stop shopping for any basketball coach. It's not only a community. I just, I literally just responded to a Teach Hoops member who was has an interview coming up, and we figured out how we're going to, how we are going to help, how I am going to help him with that interview process. We're going to get on a call. Oh, well, I think we six or seven emails tonight going back and forth. So the community is there, not only me, but our Facebook group is there. There's DVDs, there's handouts, there's everything. And if there isn't, we'll get it for you. Um, so I, I want to, I, I would challenge that there's anything else like that on the web. So go over and check it out. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Hi, this is Coach Sager here on Coach Unplugged. I have a very special guest today, Myron Epps. He is the founder and head basketball trainer of Aztec Academy and also assistant basketball coach for Fresno State University. He is going to talk about skill development and also his basketball journey, which you will find out that he has a plethora of information, as I always like to say. So I would like to uh, uh, proudly uh, introduce uh, Coach Epps today. How's it going, Jake? It's going great. So, Coach Epps, this usually takes the longest part, but could you tell our listeners basically your basketball journey and, and, and where, where you started and where you, where you ended? And I'm sure that's going to take a long time, but um, and you can give just a little bit snippets, and I can always ask more questions, but kind of your, your journey within the game of basketball. 
Okay, yeah, absolutely. And right now, currently, I'm at Fresno Pacific with Coach Haydock. <laughs> All right, Fresno so Pacific. We're in the Pac West. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're in the Pac West Conference. Yep. yep. Um, we're based out of Fresno. Um, yeah, I was born and raised in Tulare, California. Um, went to Tulare Union High School and played for Coach Dave Shoemaker. Um, before Shoemaker got to us, um, he was actually an assistant coach at the University of Pacific. Um, played there, um, actually won a section title, uh, played in the state um, playoffs, all that good stuff against a good Redondo Union team. Um, that had a couple of kids that went off the Pac-12 and, and whatnot. Um, also during high school, I was lucky enough to play for uh, Darren Matsubera, okay. who's a travel coach, and um, our travel team was EBO. So on that team, uh, we had guys like Matt Barnes, you know, Chris Jeffries, Carlos Boozer, Sean Stevenson. So I got to experience a lot of things early, you know, early on in my basketball career through travel. Uh, after travel, went over to San Diego State. Um, I signed with Fred Trinkle. And um, there was actually eight of us that went in um, with that recruiting class and played at San Diego State for four years. After our freshman year, um, Steve Fisher was brought in and then was lucky enough to play and learn from Coach Fisher and be a part of that original you know, turnaround at the foundation. So we went from 20-game 20, uh, 20 losses you know, for seasons to actually getting to the NCAA tournament in the senior year before departing. And then ever since then, you know, it's been rolling pretty good. Yeah, it's um, a after. Uh, I'm sorry. I said uh, uh, San Diego State. Ever since Coach Fisher kind of uh, took over that program, it's uh, it's done very well. So that, that must be something that you are really proud of and being part of, and say that you're uh, you're part of that whole turnaround that program. It's got to be a pretty amazing feeling, and you probably learned a lot under Coach Fisher as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it was very, very knowledgeable. I mean, as soon as you walked on campus, you could just tell that the, the entire shift, you know, the buzz was out. Um, kids ran, were bought in. Um, was a man of a lot of words, but very, you know, very personal, very wise. Um, and he's just, you know, always got the best out of his players. So, you know, definitely cherish and, and appreciate that, 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 you know, that time that I had in a relationship. Um, after San Diego State, actually moved back. Um, got situated in the area and then started to uh, coach high school basketball. So coached all local schools, um, got about 12 years of high school experience um, over the years um, with Tulare Western, Tulare Union, um, helped found Mission Oak High School, uh, the basketball program, and then also with Central San Jose City College, um, wonderful prep college in Delano, and then now at Fresno Pacific. Um, also while in the Valley with basketball in the high school ranks, um, I was an AAU um, district guy for a couple of years, kind of overseeing the, you know, the, the travel teams and the events and all that good stuff and whatnot for AAU. And then also helped host um, one of the all-star games that we have in our area, and it was called the North versus South. And basically our model with that was trying to get the top 30 kids in the section for the boys and girls, get them on one court, um, invite as many colleges as possible, and kind of just present the talent that we've got in the Valley. You know, just kind of letting everyone mm -hmm. know, like, hey, Central Valley does have talent, and yep. this is what it looks like when it's all in the same court. And it was a great thing. You know, great crowds. Coaches loved it. And it was just fun for, you know, us, the ones putting it on, too, to watch as a fan because we really did have a lot of good basketball. It was just spread out. The one was all in one court. It was, you know, it was something nice. Awesome. Okay. And so um, and now you're, you're an assistant basketball coach um, as well. Yep. And uh, – and you really, you're one of your, your big things is this whole, and I, I've been looking at it and uh, uh, looking at the website and over the, over the time is this Aztec Basketball Academy. Could you describe your mission and purpose behind that whole thing and what it really is about? 
Uh, you know, it, it started a little over 10 years ago. And what it was is, you know, we were in the area, um, hadn't really, you know, there was no skill developers. Uh, there was actually no one really in the section doing a lot of, you know, skill work. And it started off as something as kids just kind of approaching and asking to, you know, do some workouts. Um, and then just got the idea of like, you know what, you know, the, the, the guys down south, the guys up north, they're already, you know, so many steps ahead of the right. kids in the central section. What can we do to kind of close that gap? So that's kind of when we came with the idea, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to we'll start start the Athletic Academy and start, you know, offering skill development, trying to help these guys get their skills up and do what we can to try to close that gap and help the guys in the central section, you know, be able to get the looks and the scholarships and all that good stuff, too. Um, so that that that's awesome. And, uh, you know, when I when I reviewed your DVDs and I looked at it, you talk a lot about triple threat. Um just, you know, for our for coaches out there, what are some ways that coaches can really emphasize and train their players in the triple threat position? Because I, I think it's so important and it's a, it's a lost art because I see a lot of players, even watching the collegiate players right now, that they're not always in the constant triple threat. You know, they're, they're lazy. They're holding the ball up uh, over their heads. You know, the, that fundamental sound is, is kind, of, kind of losing. So what is your advice to coaches and how they can get their players to be in that position at all times? Um, you know, it, a lot of it comes with repetition and repetition and then getting the players to, to buy in. Um, it's kind of like what you had mentioned uh, earlier. It, it seems like it's a lost art. Um, it seems like, you know, a lot of the kids have lost interest in it and just, the, you know, the positive of being in triple threat. Um, one thing that we like to do, you know, especially at the high school level is, you know, we'll go on repetition in, in our individual skill um, groups. We'll do a repetition before practice. Um, we're, we're, it's implemented in the shooting drills. Uh, we implement it into attack pack drills of the basket, and we're constantly, constantly, you know, verbally, you know, speaking over and over, you know, the benefits of being in the triple threat. Uh, so is that like one of your things that's just one of your points of emphasis as a coach and trainer and everything that you do, whether it's, you know, you're coaching a team or you're training? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we, yeah, big, big believer in a triple threat. You can get so many things accomplished. And, um, you know, we just don't see that. You see a lot of players are coming down, make a lot of moves, standing straight up. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not as explosive as they could be. And, you know, just trying to get back to the basics, which have always been effective. So if I were, a, uh, you know, if I'm a coach, why would I, why would I tell a coach or why would I tell a player the why behind the, of why we're always in a triple threat? What, what, what's the reason? We like to talk about the why, because I think it's important as coaches that we teach players the why behind why we do things. Could you kind of give mm -hmm. some suggestion of why it's so important? It's it's super important because you're explosive. You're always in an explosive position, and you know by being explosive, it helps give you an advantage. And you know when you get to certain levels and you're playing certain um, you know stages of basketball, any advantage you can possibly get, even at the youth level, right? Um, you you got to take it, and you, you've got to you know you got to take it. And explosiveness is one. Got to be able to get to the basket. Got to be able to attack. Um, too many times we're standing straight up, and the first thing we want to do is we want to what bend down before we take off or do right do what's next. Right. So it's about trying to, you know, I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, no, I, I disagree with you. I agree with you so much on that whole standpoint. Do you feel like say, sometimes players tend to use too many moves instead of just being in a good athletic position to get their first step? Absolutely. And that's one of the things we've been emphasizing over and over, you know, with the sessions and workouts is it doesn't take, if it takes more than a couple of moves, it's you, you took too long and, you know, get rid of the basketball. Um, everything that you do, you do with a purpose. So if you, if it does call for a crossover, we cross and go. There's no hang. There's nothing fancy. You're literally crossing the ball over. You're making moves. You're pushing off your back foot. 
Do, do you think that sometimes we've made the game overcomplicated at times? Uh, Absolutely. And, okay. And then how do you scale that? Or how do you get players that maybe have been overcomplicated with all of these things and, and, and try to break it down a little bit in a sense where they can really buy into keeping it more simpler? I know that's a two-part you know, question, honestly, but it's kind of hard. I don't know if you could get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. It takes the, um, you know, it seems like it's a massive culture thing that's got to have to be on the okay. same page to kind of help change that. Um, but you know, it takes the kids. You know, got to be open, got to be willing. Um, and there's so many ways to be successful. Share the basketball, everyone. You know, the main focus and you know most modern teams and more, most modern kids' mindset, they want to score the basketball. They want to do it a certain way. So it's about just having the freedom and the liberty to actually get in, work with those kids, you know, start with them mentally first, break them down, and then kind of have them see the advantages and reap those benefits from, you know, sharing the basketball and playing, playing basic, basic but effective. For sure. Um, this, you, I'm sure that repetition has everything to do with this too, but how can a coach uh, build in rip-throughs and first step in their practice? I think the hardest thing for like, uh, you know, high school coaches and stuff, you know, is the time. We're always constrained on time, you know, um, mm -hmm. for skill development. How, how does a coach be able to implement something like a rip-through or a first step in their practices so these things, these things can be effective when, when it gets to tip off in a regular season game? No, absolutely. You know, um, you know, the benefit, if possible, you know, what we've you know, done in the area and coaches that can is, you know, we always try to add at least 15 minutes to, uh, of skill development to the back end or front end of a practice. Um, and this is what we're teaching the, the, the principles and the things like tri triple threats, uh, making sure we're low, make sure, making sure we're swinging that ball out. We're not just going through the motions and we're also pushing off our back foot at the same time. So we're literally jumping into the move um, with all our force. Um, so, and then also with the skill development, with the triple threat, with attack moves and shooting, um, if possible, it always helps to have a strength and conditioning guidance on the same page. Um, what we've done also is, you know, we'll use uh, medicine weight balls and in the placement of a basketball, start working on our force. And then we've also used... Well, I hope you're enjoying that. Um, I sure am. Please go over and subscribe and like, leave a review. We really do love those. Also, we would ask that you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, it is the solution for your coaching journey. It doesn't matter if you're a youth coach. It does not matter if you're a high school coach. It does not matter if you're a college coach. It's got a little bit of everything. And if we don't have it, the community will help you solve it. Um, I just got off a call with uh, teachhoops.com memories, working on some run and jump and some pressure things, and we're trying to work through that. And we're going to call back and uh, draw some stuff up for them. So, uh, you know, we're here. We're here to to help you through this great journey through the obstacles and the joys and, the, and uh so come join our community over teachhoops.com all right let's get back to the podcast we've also used ankle bands to actually do the, you know complete with the jab step so you've got your ankle bands on and you've got your medicine uh, medicine ball and you complete your jab steps working on your force, working on your strength, and that just transitions over so well, you know, once you hit the court. Um, one thing you talked about is 15 minutes before and one 15 minutes afterwards. I, for, for, for my little plug-in, uh, somebody, you know, you've coached high school too, is I, I feel like a lot of times that the stuff that I put at the end of my practice gets cut out. So, like, for my opinion, I think it's it, – it, you, you can touch on this. I think it's easier to start with skill development at times because that guarantees that you're not going to cut it out in your daily practice. No, absolutely. And you're right. Sometimes in a practice, anything happens. Things get cut. You miss, yep. <laughs> miss some of the things you're going to work on. You know, drills go longer than expected. Um, getting them right off the bat is always the way to go. 
you know, that's a, they're, they're fresh, you know, they're, they're going to be mentally sharp. And then, you know, whatever's left, if possible, at the end of practice, kind of follow up with more for a mental aspect. For sure. Repetition. Absolutely. All right. So I think you're inside of someone that has trained collegiate athletes and multiple athletes in the game of basketball. I think as coaches, we kind of want to know uh, when training, uh, what are the biggest gaps that you see in player development when they come to you? Because that's your focus. One of your focuses, that's one of your strengths as a basketball coach and as a trainer, um, some of the biggest gaps that you see within. And I'll give an, I have another question that leads into that, but you could elaborate on that a little bit first. So what are some of the gaps that you see within a lot of players right now? Um, a lot of gaps that I've seen at all levels, lack of fundamentals. Okay. Um, there's a lack of fundamentals, lack of fundamentals, uh, physically and just a lack of interest mentally. Um, it's just not, it's not the cool thing to do to be fundamentally sound, you know, make good passes, you know, handle the ball correctly and the ball is certain, le- you know, certain level, certain length. Um, it just, that's the core that we see that's missing. Um, we see the desire at all levels of the, you know, guys want to make the fancy move, hold on to the ball too much, and, you know, do the difficult shots, but no one has a core of sound fundamentals. Yeah, you know, I, we, we talk about this too, is that we often feel, I feel like sometimes our kids play too many games and doesn't do enough training. Um, you know, I think that they got to take time to get that skill development in. Um, but you, you, the other thing is, uh, how can coaches improve that then? You know, the, the lack of fundamentals or what can we do as coaches to, to help support that, that gap? Um, you know, I think it, it, it goes, it's a, again, it's a culture thing and it goes supportive across the board. Um, you know, you've got in our, our area, we have tons of coaches that are preaching fundamentals. Um, they're, they're, you know, desiring it when the kids to go after it also. Um, it's got to be the same with AAU too. AAU high school have to be on the same page. Um, but we've got to preach fundamentals, fundamentals, you know, and even more fundamentals to the kids. And then also help them understand and see the benefits. You know, we watch a lot of fancy moves and stuff on TV, not knowing that the guys are doing this. The fundamentals are sharp. Real you know, sharp. Every level you go up, <laughs> real yeah. sharp. And you know, every level you go to, the fundamentals are better. That's yeah. the part we don't talk about. You know, you know, you know Reed, uh, I read Kobe Bryant's book, Black Mamba, and all the hard work that he put in, and Ray Allen. And, you know, Ray Allen talks about that he would go in three hours before a game and shoot, and Kobe's already there at 1230, and the game's at 7 o'clock. You know, all these things <laughs> that people don't see. But it's, it's so true. And, you know, it, it, it looks so easy that Steph Curry can do it. But, man, that guy works – works so hard to get to where he is you know people just think that they can pick it up and I think it's a culture cultural thing is like you say it's like we all I always tell people and listeners that kids just think there's an app for that right so I'm going to do a double back 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 cross and I can just click a button it's just going to happen for me the next day. it's not really how it is you gotta work really hard you know yeah and you know and we've had that before we've had you know maybe someone will come in and you know, they want to, hey, you know, teach my kid a double crossover, teach my kid this and this and this. And I'm like, well, hey, he doesn't dribble the ball, too, you know, he, he can't do basic crossovers and, you know, keep a ball without losing it, you know, in a repetition of 50 yet. So we need to get his fundamentals solid first, and then we'll worry about all the fancy stuff later. But right now we've got to get his, his core basketball skill set even right. better ASAP. Um, so I, I watched some clips of your DVD and some of the things that you do. Um, and I thought that some of the things you do are very innovative and different, but also effective. So what, what makes your training maybe more effective than some of the traditional methods of skill development? You know, just basic drills. Uh-huh. What, what, what do you think that makes what you do at Aztec Academy, what you've done with other players, what you do at the collegiate level, um, just with you, what, with your, uh, your knowledge and what you do with uh, training, maybe more uh, different than some traditional methods? 
Uh, we try to throw as many multiple situations as possible. Uh, okay. we're, we view it as not only just uh, training the athlete, you know, it's physical. Uh, we're trying to work in the mental. Um, we're trying to throw cardio in there and conditioning. Uh, we're trying to, uh, you know, give them multiple things to sort through mentally while they're going through the drills. Uh, that's more realistic for a basketball game, trying to break a press or, you know, get to the rim. There's multiple things you've got to be able to process quickly. And, and that's our main you know, focus in the drills is, um, yes, we're working on basketball skill. Um, yes, some of it's game speed, game realistic, but we're more trying to process things faster mentally also. Um, another thing that we're really big on too that, we you know, didn't really get to in the video is um, we have a lot of defensive concepts, a lot of defensive drills that we work on. Um, majority of trainers, you know, they're, you, you'll see them working on offensive moves, you know, offense, offense. But our question is, can you guard somebody? Because if you can't guard anybody at the end of the day, that's the biggest liability. So a lot of times we incorporate a lot of defensive agility drills. Right. I and mean, you're not going to be playing at the end of the game if you can't play defense anyways. So I Absolutely agree with that. Absolutely not. And if, if you score 30 and give up 30, you can have a seat. <laughs> you know, I, I've watched the state tournament this year in the state of Wisconsin. I've watched the, the NCAA tournament. And I just, um, I just talked to Mike Lee last week, and he's about mindfulness. And he said there's a study out there that 40% of the time people are in the present and focused on what they're doing. So, you know, the support of the, I, uh, the IQ and drills, I think, is really huge. As I think about it more, as I, I've interviewed him and talked to you, is that I'm watching these games and it's not about jump shots. Some of the decision-making and the mistakes that these are teams are meet, uh, making at the end of games are costing their, their, their season, you know? And I think that's so important that as coaches that we're constantly teaching the mental side of the game as well. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. No, absolutely. You know, and, and that, and that's, you know, and we hear that, you know, say, you know, basketball is 90% mental and it is, and you know, big, big believer. And we stand by that, you know, the, the basketball team, the basketball player, it's all going to be determined upon the ability and how fast they can, you know, process information and retain it while moving process and retain process and retain. And the better we get at doing that, I think the, uh, the more chances you have to be successful in those tight situations where you've got to make a quick call, where they've got to be able to adjust, they've got to be able to retain the information while doing so many other things on the court and kind of, you know, sifting through so many other pressures. Okay, I have a couple more questions for you. Um, so, been able to train multiple athletes. What do you think that some of the key it factors are for the kids that make it to the next level or have the most success after leaving you and being trained by you? What are some of the components that you would – I'm sure they have some similar characteristics and other players that have that you've trained before. Um, yeah, and we, and we can tell usually when we get them. Uh, of course, you know, it takes being blessed. you got to have, you know, got to yep. be a, you know, a decent athlete. you got to you know, have, have a little bit of the Zion, Zion Williamson factor a little bit. A little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> you got to have, you know, a little bit of athleticism going yep. for you. Um, but right away, it's the willingness to work. Uh, it, and it's, at, it's we can see it sometimes even at an early age. Um, it's the kids that come in, um, they've got the skill set, they've got the athleticism, or not necessarily the skill set, but the potential, but the willingness to work. Uh, the parents don't have to force them. Um, they're at the, you know, the parents don't have to force them to work at, at home. Um, it's just a 24-7 you know, passion for the game and to get better. And they love to work. They love to get better. They love the process, and they're just they're, they're self-motivated. And usually when we get those guys and girls, and they do really well, and you see them go off. Yeah, I think that the, the key to getting kids now to be really good at something is to, for them to understand the process. And I like that you said that. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago on a show, is that, you know, a lot of times we're, we're so concerned about wins and losses, but it's really about the process and developing throughout the entire process of being a basketball player. So I think that's huge. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, if you could coach one thing, um, what's your favorite thing to coach when it comes to skill development? Favorite thing to coach? Um, post. Post, I post players, high posts. Yeah, yeah. Post moves, catching out, yeah, catching. And, and more for your, uh, your, your, your shorter guys, your undersized post players. And that's kind of like what I was, but doing yeah, working on face up, working on strategies to get the, you know, get those big men in foul trouble, be creative around the basket. Yeah. I, I, I use your advantage. Mine is finishing. And uh, so similar, I like, I like teaching kids how to finish. I think that's my, my favorite thing to teach in practice. Um, so for advice for young coaches. Um, so do you have any advice for young coaches that are just getting started in their basketball journey and career in coaching? You know what? Learn as much as possible. Okay. Uh, you know, I remember when I – it's uh, websites and, you know, companies like yours that yep. really got me going as a young coach. Uh, the first thing I did is just start researching, 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 and gathering all the information I could. Um, you know, always having the mindset that we don't know anything as a coach and we're always learning. You know, it's just always, you know, helps you evolve and keep growing. And then definitely try to surround yourself with some seasoned coaches that have been there that offer you sound advice. Um, you know, they've, they've learned how to win. And then more importantly, you know, they've also got the proof of developing other coaches and, and building good cultures. Okay. Uh, so what the last question I have for you, what's, what's next with basketball for you? You just kind of, you know, carrying out what you're doing at the college and at, with the skill development, or do you have any other plans in the future within the game of basketball? Uh, you know, right now, just enjoying the, uh, where I'm at right now, you know, helping out Coach Haydock at Fresno Pacific. Definitely mm -hmm. enjoying doing the skill building. And then always appreciative of him just allowing, you know, me to still work with the youth and do the things that I do with Aztec. You know, that's yeah. just, that's rare. And you really don't get that. So yeah. definitely, um, you know, having a good time with that. Wanting to become a better coach, learn more, of course, of course, with the recruiting aspects and everything that's needed uh, for the university. Kind of just take it from there and see what happens. Awesome. Well, uh, Coach Epps, we really appreciate your time today. I really enjoyed your interview because you really came back to the fundamentals. Sometimes we overcomplicate over things, and I think it's just really nice to reassure that sometimes the game is simpler than it really seems. So it was a very, uh, very uh, great joy to have you on the show today, and we appreciate your time here at Coach Unplugged. Thank you. Okay. No, thank you. I enjoyed it. All right. Thanks. Hey, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that. Please go over and leave a five-star review. We would really appreciate that. We would also really appreciate to keep the lights on. Go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better. Let us help you with those difficult parents. Let me help you with the kid that won't go get the 50-50 ball. Let me help you with that out-of-bounds play that will help you win games. Uh, ttubes.com is that. Um, it is a little bit of everything, but it's a great community. So go over and check it out. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.